It's the second day of the month. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. Isaiah 42, verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Revelation 22, verse 13. Consistent and conscientious discipleship springs from a sure knowledge that we are loved by God and that all of our devotion is a response to divine covenant love for us. Therefore, on days two, three, and four of each month, we reflect on the nature of this gracious God. The world is filled with competing deities, even if many of the forces that allure us are not identified as gods, let alone recognized as false idols. Still, that is the situation. We do well, therefore, to re-examine regularly our understanding of God. Consider how you know this God. What passages of Scripture are for you the most powerful testimonies to the nature and work of God? What long-standing convictions do Christians transmit to each new generation, handing on the faith of what the Nicene Creed calls one holy Catholic and apostolic church? What experiences can you identify in which God has been a crucial personal presence in your own life? How does your understanding of God distinguish faith from superstition, deep discipleship from superficial feeling, and long-term promises to God from fancies about God? Opening Prayer You alone are God. You alone are holy. You have made yourself known in the creation we see all about us. You have made yourself known in faithful covenants, in the journeys of Abraham and Sarah, in the great escape from slavery in Egypt, in the experiences of judges, monarchs, and mighty prophets. But above all, you have revealed yourself in Jesus, your anointed one, and continually you make known your presence. In the power of the Holy Spirit, your sacred breath within us, your mighty wind around us, you alone are God. You alone are holy. Amen. Psalm 16. Keep me safe, O God. I've run for dear life to you. I say to God, be my Lord. Without you, nothing makes sense. And these God-chosen lives all around, what splendid friends they make. Don't just go shopping for a God. Gods are not for sale. I swear I'll never treat God names like brand names. My choice is you, God, first and only. And now I find I'm your choice. You set me up with a house and yard, and then you made me your heir. The wise counsel God gives when I'm awake is confirmed by my sleeping heart. Day and night, I'll stick with God. I've got a good thing going, and I'm not letting go. I'm happy from the inside out, and from the outside in, I'm firmly formed. You canceled my ticket to hell. That's not my destination. Now you've got my feet on the life path, all radiant from the shining of your face, Ever since you took my hand, I'm on the right way. This is the fifth Sunday after Pentecost, and it is year A in the Revised Common Lectionary. For this Sunday, beginning with Genesis chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. Now it came about that these things, that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. He said, 
Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as burnt offering on one of the mountains, of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and he split wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young man, Stay here with the donkey, and I'll and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. The angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not stretch out your son against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord Will Provide, as it is said to this day, and the mount of the Lord it will be provided. From the letter to the Romans, chapter 6, verses 12 through 23. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you may obey its lust, and do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not be master over you, for you are not under law but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under law but under grace? May it never be. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death, or of disobedience resulting in righteousness, excuse me, obedience. But thanks be to God that through you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. And having been freed from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, resulting in further lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, resulting in sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. Therefore, what benefit were you then deriving from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the outcome of those things is death. But now, having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit resulting in sanctification, and the outcome, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. From the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the same of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. 
And whoever in the name of a disciple gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water to drink, truly I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Prayer for Sunday God of great deeds, on the first day of the week you wondrously called forth light out of darkness. On the first day of the week, you graciously raised Jesus from the dead. On the first day of the week, you powerfully formed the church through the gift of your Holy Spirit. By this triple witness, you testify to us concerning your covenant love. Grant that all who worship you this day may do so in spirit and in truth, and present to you a living sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving through Christ our Savior. Amen. A Prayer to the Holy Spirit by Hildegard of Bingen Holy Spirit, the life that gives life, you are the cause of all movement, you are the breath of all creatures, you are the salve that purifies our souls, you are the ointment that heals our wounds, you are the fire that warms our hearts, you are the light that guides our feet. Let all the worth world praise you. Amen. The Nicene Creed We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated to the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. 